nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 693, September 14th, 2021. It was 98 degrees on this day in 1939 and 33 degrees in 1996. And because it amuses me to keep discovering these little tidbits, nine temperature records for September wow. were established in the 19th century, pre-1900. Mm. Nine. And now, from the mayor's thing, office... When's our last 90? We getting there? On the east shore. Oh, we'll have some this month yet. Okay. I don't know it's if there's Garage one in October. Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee. It's a sad day. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Yesterday I was lamenting the discovery that ZZ Top had played in YZ over the weekend. I would have gone. Uh, I've never seen them, and I don't know if they'll ever be back. And I got a note from... uh, Leo from New Prague, who writes ZZ Top Show, was not a private event. It was actually open to the public, so yes, you could have seen them. Although it's not the same without Dusty. I was there with my family, and it was a very intimate place to see them, and of course, they put on a great show. Cool. As a 19-year-old who loves classic rock, I'm trying to see as many concerts as I can before everyone I listen to dies. (laughs) (laughs) That's why in October, I'll see the Stones at U.S. Bank Stadium and Brian Wilson in Illinois. Fingers crossed none of them kick the can before I see them. Your loyal teenage listener, Leo from New Prague. Thanks, Leo. I was just in New Prague the other day. You want to hear about it? Nope. Brian uh, would be fun, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be? I've I've never seen seen him five times. Oh, interesting. I've never missed a Brian Wilson turnout here. Oh, I just think. And what was John? Have you? uh, I've seen, I think I saw all but the last one. Every appearance oh. except the last one. Wow. The venue, what did we say? It was 5,000, roughly? 4,000. 4,000. 4, okay. It was called the Wyzetta Beach Fest. I, I'm concluding that it was some outdoor venue that I, I'm unaware of. I'm almost 100% positive I have been there for something. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember just don't what. don't remember. Right. 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 <laughs> it was a good one, let me tell you. Uh, Michael writes... Gents, over the last several weeks, I've done my good deed by helping to extricate my girlfriend from the belly of the beast by helping her move out of her apartment in one of the buildings near the Lake Calhoun Beach Club or whatever it's now called. Every once in a while, she gets the automated political text messages we all get, and perhaps another listener has brought this brought this one to your attention, but she just showed me the recent text, and he includes it, and it's, hey, and then the girl's name is, he uh, yep. crossed it out. This is Terry with Yes for Minneapolis, and I wanted to talk with you about supporting Ballot Question 2, which expands public safety in Minneapolis. Not really. Voting yes on Question 2 would create a Department of Public Safety where police work together with trained professionals, including mental health professionals, to best respond to crises. Do you plan to vote yes on Question 2? 
prepared and paid for by Yes for Minneapolis, 1600 18th Avenue Northeast. My first instinct, uh, Mike writes, was to unload on this text, but I figured since it was likely a text, likely... <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Well, the printing's so light. that uh, <laughs> I'm sure there are a gazillion emails you all work through, but this girlfriend has been a citizen now for a couple of years and still finds the process here odd and illogical. Can you blame her? No. This is on top of neighborhood activists who would enlist her for, uh, for not immediately and unquestionably taking part in BLM events simply due to her Indian skin tone. By the way, if the Indian government allows me into the country, I'll look forward to venturing there in December for a family wedding in my girlfriend's family. My goal is to take away, is to take my trusty GL flag and or trucker hat and take some pictures to share. I kid you not, all the way from Mumbai, India. Fingers crossed as they start issuing tourist visas before then. Keep it up, gents. Uh, Joe from Guam. He doesn't want to be Mike. He's so Joe from Guam. Is Mike Joe, Joe Mike, is he coming here or going to India? Sounds like he's going a, there. Going to India. Yeah. Okay. He wants to go to but India. But that political activism texturing, that's nothing new. I mean, I'm sure you guys get a ton of them all the time, too, don't I, you? I fortunately don't. I must have I, a real low either. profile on the, on the social media world, which I'm grateful for. Well, but with me, I just, every number that I don't recognize and I get a text like that, your number's instantly blocked. You do that, though, to people you also recognize. It's impossible <laughs> to get a hold of you. Sorry. <laughs> the uh, We still don't have ballot language. No. I know. Lawyers for three residents, the city, and the political group pushing the Charter Amendment made opposing arguments before Judge Jamie Anderson during an hour-long court hearing Monday morning. Anderson did not make an immediate decision but promised one as soon as possible. Anderson has struck the question from the city's two previous attempts at ballot language. If she orders changes to ballot language written by the Minneapolis City Council just last week, there likely would not be enough time to change it again before early voting starts Friday. Ballots are already at the printer. Voters are no further informed today than they were a week ago. Joe Anthony, the attorney seeking to strike the new language, said during a Monday hearing, the average voter cannot tell from the ballot question what they're voting for. Attorneys for the city and yes for Minneapolis that group the group that led a petition drive to get the police question on the ballot in the first place argued that there was no obligation to include a longer explanation. Assistant City Attorney Ivan Ludmir Ludmer compared the series of hearings to Goldilocks voicing concerns that Anderson is now deciding if the bed is too soft or too hard or just right. Terrence Moore, an attorney for Yes for Minneapolis, said the campaign trail is the proper place for debate over the outcomes of the ballot question. How are we supposed to know what's going to happen? The purposes of the amendment, he asked. The ballot question is not the place to do that. Well, the hell it isn't. The question asked voters whether they want to replace the Minneapolis Police Department with a public safety agency that could have police officers. The ballot question is meant to settle an 18-month debate over the future of policing in the city. It's one of the most important ballot questions, if it gets to the ballot, in the entire country. Anderson rejected the city council's first attempt that included a lengthy explanatory note, which Anderson said caused confusion. Last week, she struck a pared-down ballot question that she called vague and misleading. 
The city council then approved new language hours before Hennepin County's deadline to start printing ballots. But residents who filed a lawsuit over the first version said the second still doesn't adequately explain the issue to voters. In a new explanatory note, intended to clarify, voters are told this amendment would create a Department of Public Safety combining public safety functions through a comprehensive public health approach to be, deter- to be determined by the mayor and the council. It goes on to say the police department and its chief would be removed from the city charter. The public safety department could include police officers, but the minimum funding requirement would be eliminated. It's, it's astonishing. David Schultz, a professor at Hamlin, who was a close watcher of local politics, said any changes ordered by the judge now would force a series of questions about whether the measure can be on the, the ballot. We're right at the edge now. We've got ballots printed. If the judge orders a change, then there's going to be a problem, Schultz said. Regardless of Anderson's decision, the losing side is likely to appeal, dragging the legal fight closer to Election Day. The ballot language matters because to some voters, the wording can be influential. Voters may vote for or against something based on the descriptive language and not based on what is actually going to be legally binding in terms of law, Schultz said. Okay, so what you're really voting on is the elimination of the city charter requiring a police department. Yep. Or at the very least, what you're voting on is the city charter removing from its codicil, that's the word, a language that specifies a certain number of police officers. But also what you're voting on is what you don't know. What will replace that? And they, that's the, I think that's the rub in this ongoing controversy. Uh, you're leaving up uh, the creation of a public safety department uh, to these morons on the city council who have exhibited no ability whatsoever to be competent about anything. Codicil. Yeah. What does it mean? That's a bleep that word, by the way. No. An addition or supplement that explains, modifies, or revokes a will or part of one. Joe, uh, never use that word again. Yeah, that's I a bleep, it, that's a bleep a that word. Use. Well, it, it was, but <laughs> it was not just dummies. We had to all look it up. Don't stop being like that, Joe. This isn't your <laughs> column. <laughs> stop being precise, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, please. Come down in the gutter yes. with us, please. No, please. I'm not going no. to. Not going uh, by to. the way, yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, Joe, late in the day, yes, for Minneapolis, uh, asked the Supreme Court to it. intervene yeah. in this. You're kidding and, me. And make, and make a decision now. Well, this should alert Minneapolitans to the strength and resolve that these Mysterians wish to introduce to the city. But, okay, let's go back to that email, because this is what I was thinking when I saw that. The vast majority of the voters in that, in that city aren't nearly as informed as they should be, where they're going to rely on information like a text message saying, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's He's got a point, mm-hmm. yes. And they're going to say, oh, they're just going to add to what's already a police department. That sounds like a great idea, because the verbiage of that text made it sound like this will be in addition to, which it is completely not. Yes, for Minneapolis is enthusiastically trying to bring about this ruination. Yes, they are. And they're very organized and very proficient. They whipped together 22,000 names on a petition. And and 21,000 of the people who signed it had no idea why. They just don't like police. So why why haven't the likes of Fry... And, and those that are, that are against, why haven't they been more outspoken about this? 
Oh, because for a guy like Fry, he's walking a thin line. So he's trying to just save his own rear end? My, more to the point, why haven't the Wilfs and the Polads and Glenn Taylor spoken up? That That's I understand, though. But that I why? understand because... Why? why? Because they have a business to run. Right, and they won't, they won't though, without a police department. But they they have, won't have a business. But my point is they're, they're just trying to stay out of it because they don't want to alienate 50% of a potential ticket-buying yeah. public. That's why. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just saying that that's probably why. Yeah. Well, somebody better ball up here and make some noise. Remember, we've had discussions about the absence of a brotherhood. There's mm-hmm. no there's no 10 guys, I don't care what race or women, there are no 10 people that can go to the mayor and say, look at Squirt, here, here's what's going to happen here. And if it doesn't happen, you're going to be up a creek without a paddle. And there, that group used to exist in various forms all over the country. They weren't, I'm not necessarily suggesting they were bad, but they had the interests of the city's commerce at stake. And what would that now represent to the woke crowd? White privilege. And white supremacy. Right. Well, I don't care if they were 10 black businessmen. They'd still get, they'd still get criticized by the woke. Sure. But that's what's missing. There's... These are people with deep investments in the city, not only financially, but culturally and, yes. and emotionally. And uh, there's been not a peep from these people. Well, who's the, um, who's the big group, John, help me, that runs the Orpheum? And uh, what's the other theater that's down Hennepin the street? Trust. Thank you. They're the ones that also should be loud about this. Think that, I mean, you think their business won't suffer, already probably has, because of what's happened in the last year and a half, two years? Two-thirds of the businesses around the world, around the world, are struggling to find employees. We're creating a society in which you don't have to work. Yep. Activism is now an industry. And that will result in malignant idleness that will, that will fester without a police department. Has the Met Council said anything? No, Walls, Walls has, Klobuchar has. But how about you got your attorney general? Keith Ellison's in favor of, of yep. this. Yes, he is. Yeah. Ilhan, of course, we learned yesterday, is in favor of for reasons that make absolutely no sense. She really didn't know what she was talking about. By the way, we had more than one person compare her with her interview with Esme Murphy to Christopher Walken. The I, way she was. I saw all those emails, and I can't, I can't fathom what these people heard because she doesn't sound anything like Christopher Walken really? that I'm aware of. Okay, and we can't play it because it's copyrighted material. But the staccato delivery. Yeah. I mean, the... Yes. Yes. Whatever. Or I think someone put it. It's almost like rookie trying to do a Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> Well, I, what I do you did. think of this judge, Such? I think this judge is, uh, um, in my opinion, doing a, a good job. I do too. I do too. She rejected the first one because the explanatory note was too biased. Then she rejected the second one because it wasn't clear. And now she's asked for a third time to pass her judgment on it. And She's sweating bullets. She knows the clock is running. And uh, whoever finds her finding disagreeable will continue to appeal and file lawsuits. So she's she's between a rock and a hard place. 
So them going to what did you say the Supreme Court of Minnesota, Minnesota Supreme Court? They wanted to go yeah to Minnesota. So they were trying to bypass her. Mm-hmm. Is that what they mm-hmm. that move was? Yep. Oh, exactly. We're playing chess here. Mm-hmm. You're playing chess with the future of the city. Yeah. I don't see how a large modern American city can survive without a police department. I mean, we've we've talked this to death. But we have to. This is the most crucial. If it reaches the ballot, it'll be the most crucial ballot question on any ballot in the country. I can't see how that's hyperbole. It's not. I can't see how that's an exaggeration. And what Yes for Minneapolis keeps doing cleverly is trying to hide their their intention. Well, because they know if they don't hide it, they know it doesn't have a chance to pass. Right. They're hiding from you what they're really up to. And what they're up to, I think, is a wish to ultimately see the nationalization of policing, the federalization of it. They, they're, they're, they're in the hands and the pockets of an ever-expanding government, mm-hmm. a big government. And you would take authority away from local authorities to police their own towns. You would be taking that authority away. Now that oh, hasn't been mentioned yet. That? that hasn't been oh. mentioned yet. But what is what could the logical conclusion of what they're up to possibly be other than that? Oh, I can't imagine being under the thumb. Yeah, and that's what you'd be under. Oh, you know they they wish for federalized health care and federalized law enforcement and federalized corporations. Well, Joe, we're doing such a good job of it now. Why not just keep that ball rolling? Come on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something about EcoFun Motorsports. It's incredible. I have an update. I do, too. We have our winner, Oh, but the winner has not been notified. All right. So we will announce that at some point later this week. That's the winner of the Bintelli e-bike that was displayed outside the NAC Hardware and Lounge at the State Fair. Correct. But get this. You've all heard about these supply chain issues due to containers sitting on ships, and yeah. either because of COVID or work stoppages or shortages, all of these uh, uh, supply chains have been disrupted. Mm-hmm. Look at the automobile industry. They can't get chips. Within the past two weeks, Tim Bloom at EcoFun has received Bintelli e-bikes that he didn't know were coming. Oh, no. Because the flip side, the flip side of those uh, uh, supply chain are. problems yeah. is that anything could happen. So this came as a surprise to him because he thought he was getting these for delivery in the spring of 2022. They're now on the showroom at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake, downtown Forest Lake. And, and he admits, this occurrence is great for dealers in southern states that have year-round bike seasons, but I got 200 new bikes in September in Minnesota. That's not a great situation. No, it's well, not. Well, what happens in capitalism? You benefit. You benefit. EcoFund Motorsports is offering an additional 10% off their already low prices. This is a savings of $160 to $200 per bike. Plus, uh, GLers, you'll leave in there with that free GL T-shirt to wear with pride. And then Tim says, okay, but maybe not in Target. EcoFund will <laughs> EcoFund will even finance your bike with six months at no interest. Oh, well, that's cool. This offer is good through September 30th. Go to EcoFund Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake because this month the selection will never be better. <laughs> 
Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Kinetico dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Kinetico system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. How come this doesn't work? Can't answer that, bro. Truth, justice, and the suchery. He uses words like codicil. That nobody knows what the hell he's that talking the staff about. Staff has to look up. <laughs> you know, I, I just realized I think DKMags.com was my first client here on the GL podcast. I think and you're right. Still with us. Yeah. Uh, you got to log on to DKMags.com. What a great shop! And it was very uh, what's the word? Or organic. Uh, because the sales guy came up to me and said, "Hey, yeah, uh, well, what, I need a client idea. What can I do? Uh, you know any gun shop guys?" And I'm like, "Well, listen, Herb Tarlick, um, I've been going to this place up in New Brighton on Old Eight called DK Mags, and uh, they're wonderful. They're not snobs. They don't give you any attitude, and they've got a great selection at really good prices. Best little gun shop in town, if you ask me." So we hooked up, and we've been doing business ever since. I discovered they're also owners of Monticello Pawn and Gun. They offer everything in the way of firearms and accessories that DK does, but then they have more. They have all the pawn shop goodies, TVs, power tools. You know what I like getting there? Pocket knives. I can never hold on to a pocket knife. They got a bunch of them up at Monticello Pawn and Gun. I can't believe I'm talking pocket knives. I can't either. <laughs> The thing is, DK Mags. <laughs> GL. <laughs> the guys at GL are very loyal to. Or the guys at DK are very loyal to us, and frankly, I don't know why. Uh, but they're a great gun shop, and I'm going to keep shopping there, and I hope you do too. Monticello Pawn and Gun, Highway 25, just south of 94 in Monticello, and DK Mags on Old Eight in New Brighton. Say, uh, offsite correspondent Kelsey apparently was just in Indiana. Oh, he was. And he saw a, a sign on a business that said, We would rather do business with President Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, all the elites of Congress, the mass media, and all of Hollywood than one conservative American. Oh, my. Yeah. That sign was prominently displayed in a window of a business in Whiting, Indiana. Hmm. Are you outraged at the thought of such an inflammatory statement? It's First Amendment, right, isn't it? You may ask, what kind of business would do this? The answer, Owen's Funeral Home. But boom, boom, boom. Hey, now, hey, hey, come on, come on. I knew that was coming. Keep it I fair. Knew. Keep it fair. There had to be a punchline. Did you, do you need a sign? Well, I can get you one. Joe, most people listening to your show grew up hearing life isn't fair. We heard that from our parents. We also grew up being told 
This isn't all there is to life, based on a religious belief system and a moral code. Joe, you often point out the disappearance of moral and ethical integrity. I would like to offer this link. If you don't believe in a higher power, this life is all there is. And then it should be fair, equitable, and equal outcomes. The disappearance of faith is the mystery. There isn't right and wrong or good and bad. There's only equal and fair. Everyone is entitled to their own narcissistic, self-identified reality. Suffering is for no benefit. It is only oppression. Sacrifice is stupid because why would one choose to miss out? If we remove faith in God from our world, I believe it will start to feel like hell. Uh, I, I think he's absolutely right. It was written by Joe. And along those lines, uh, are you aware that Harvard uh, has just placed... Uh, its first ever atheist chaplain. Really? Huh. Isn't that How's oxymoronic? That you would think yeah, so. How does, what, what does that mean? It was a New York Post story. Uh, the guy's name is uh, Greg Epstein. He identifies as a humanist rabbi. Hmm. And uh, he... Oh, this is getting weird. He's been ministering to the non-believers and non-religious seekers at Harvard, hmm. and he's been described as a devout atheist. Yet his job is to coordinate the efforts of all the chaplains at one of America's premier universities. Isn't that something? Is he comfortable? So atheism, atheism is a religion, then. Right? But, well, but, it isn't. Atheism it would be the absence of a religion. Let me see, and let's right. go to the Google. So the non-belief is actually a belief. That is don't go, don't go to the Google to look up atheism. I know what atheism is. Look up the word chaplain. I want to see if is Please. atheism a religion. That's I guess that was a that was well. What it's, I, was it, it, I don't care what they tell you. I'm telling you what is it. Okay. <laughs> oh, he must have that 1959 Pontiac uh, hearse parked right right there on the Harvard <laughs> campus. So well, you can race Joel, to the, yeah. You're gonna get one of these. Uh, we don't know that. Athe. Uh, hold on. Although it isn't an organized religion like Judaism, Christianity, or Islam, atheism is a religious worldview uh, because it claims to know something fundamental about the reality that hasn't been or can't be proven. Hmm. I know some atheists. I have no problem with that. That's fine. But uh, would this be a, ca a case of jumping the shark? To place, in, to place the head chaplain... To hand over the head chaplain position to an atheist? I'm trying to think. I mean, that doesn't mean he can't be a nice guy. Sure. But I just think it's, uh, that's wokeness jumping the shark. We're so woke. How woke are we? We're going to have an atheist chaplain oh, as our yeah, head chaplain. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> My deal, Such, is be a believer... Or don't two. be a believer. Three. But one more? Yeah, I'll get one more. Four. There you go. But don't go out of your way to make God, if there is one, angry. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, you, I, I, what you're saying, Kenny, is what? it's cheap insurance. Just to, just to not say anything. Just to shut your big fat mouth. Just in case. <laughs> just right. in case. I'm I'm reading a story here about him. He appears to be well liked mm -hmm. by all the chaplains, by all the students. Mm -hmm. It's it's yeah, it's it's a weird deal. Well, in the failed like. academy, that makes sense. Because huh. it doesn't make sense, right? Is right. That what you're it, 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 exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Huh. Now look up the word chaplain, please. Oh, sorry, I was right. I was gonna look that up too. Father Mulcahy. Right? That's he was a chaplain. Father Mulcahy, yeah. yeah. Charlie. Lots chaplain. of famous chaplains in World War II. 
I'm sure, in Vietnam. This fellow is also a chaplain at MIT, also. He he, he double dips, I guess, apparently. It's a good gig. Side action. I have to put in definition because the first thing that comes up is Charlie Chaplin. Well, then you're spelling it wrong. It's spelled wrong, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I forgot Dude. the A. Chaplain. Chaplain. <laughs> Honest to God. Uh, here we go. A Don't clergyman his name. officially attached to a branch, uh, to an institution, or to a family, a person chosen to conduct religious exercises, as at a meeting of a club or society, a clergyman appointed to assist a bishop as, as at a function... Yeah, I get it. A I get clergyman it. in charge of a chapel. Right. Well, so what, what we've seen Chaplain. is the, the mystery is <laughs> succeeding in eroding from the United States culture, or from maybe from Western society, is eroding the idea of a higher power. It's, it's uh, what Joe the emailer was talking about. We've talked about it before. Uh, I think at the heart of the mystery is an absence of faith. And at the heart of uh, true believers in climate change, for example, they just must believe this is it, and they think they're ruining it. Uh, they're not, and they're misguided. But the uh, Harvard has jumped the shark. There's no, you can't go any farther than they have in the world of chaplains. There's no, there's nowhere else to go unless, unless they might. And this isn't even out of the question. Some school will appoint a satanic worshiper right. as the uh, as is the this, head of the school's uh, so-called theology. Is this about religion or is this about faith, Joe? Because faith, that's a, a little word with big, big meaning. Isn't faith what gets all of us out of bed in the morning? Yeah, but what do you and have if, faith in? Exactly. But doesn't a person to exist need faith in of my some estimation, sort? In my estimation, yes. And does it need to be a biblical or a religious faith? Can it just be a faith that things are going to be all right and I'm not going to get run over by a semi? Not today. Well, who or, are you pray- I don't know. Who are you praying to? Does faith require prayer? In my world, it it's just part and parcel to it. I don't think yeah. about it. It's just part yeah. and parcel to it. Who does an atheist turn to for guidance? Just other, other human beings. Yeah, and so does is the atheist is is their faith in humanity or humans or or what? Where, where I don't is the think faith? that would be an unreasonable statement. I don't think that I, I've said all along. You, you can be a wonderful human being and still be an atheist. Well, I'm you can be any religion pay. and still be a good. Yeah. I'm over my pay grade. But well, I'm getting there. I'm getting very close to being over my pay grade. But to me, it's pointless for a, for the premier university of the United States of America to to flex its virtue so absurdly. This guy might be a hell of a guy, but you're you're a you're a practicing atheist, meaning meaning you practice nothing uh, except he would argue. I would imagine he would argue that. No, I, I do practice moral and ethical integrity. I'm just not pinning it on anybody up in, sitting in a chair in the sky. Hmm. Well, now we're delving into nihilism, aren't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the belief that life and everything is meaningless. Well, I, I just see it more as another, another chapter in the failed academy. 
that the standards are so non-existent in the failed academy that they're, they've appointed an atheist to be their lead chaplain. I just find that uh, too impossibly precious to be taken seriously. It's, but, a, it's but, the failed academy. But what purpose is, in this case, Harvard trying to serve? I mean, is this in some way them saying, look at us? We're it, so inclusive. It, okay, that's, that's where We're I was so going. We're so inclusive. We have a humanist rabbi atheist as our, as our chaplain. If it's not the uh, college that appointed him, it's the other chaplains they voted. Well, it's even so stranger. Yeah, there's, they have 40 chaplains. What? Uh, more, more than 40 university chaplains who lead Christian, Jewish, Hindu, Buddhist, and other religious communities on campus. Yeah. And they're the ones, the leaders of those, the chaplains of those groups voted to who to make the lead chaplain, and, and he won the vote. Right. Does that number seem high to you guys? For instance, like what does what does St. Thomas have? I mean, well, I grant that I know they're not that you can't compare enrollment wise. Is this or, is this a wink, a nod, nod, and a wink, wink uh, to the kids sitting, the water boys sitting at the end of the bench? To once the team is up by eighty points, they put them in for the last five minutes. Is this the same equivalent? Let's give a, let's give a gig to the atheist guy. He's been hanging around here. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's awesome. He, he has no skills, but he's great. Let's put him in. Yeah, we can afford I'm, to lose fifteen points. The story I'm reading about him. Uh, uh, indicates that some of the chaplains thought some of the folks they were talking to didn't have any place to go because they weren't believers. Oh, so so, oh. and and what the chaplains do is I don't remember chaplains in college. I, I maybe there were, but they deal with students of their faith talking about life's issues, whatever right. whatever that may be. Right. And these people felt like they couldn't go to say the Christian guy or the Catholic guy because they didn't believe in God or the let, the Buddhist guy because they weren't, you know. Let Buddhist. let's cut to the chase here. Let's be honest with one another. All right. The only reason when we were in school that anyone even went to go visit the chaplain is because you might be interested in a gal that was into this particular religion. Let's just be honest. That's that's the only reason college guys got out of bed on a Sunday morning. Well, I'm with Height. I don't. I went to St. Thomas and I don't remember a chaplain. <laughs> I, really? No, I yeah. don't. I went to two different colleges, a junior and a four year, and I don't remember any chaplains. Huh? I'm sure St. Thomas had one. Well, I can't imagine <laughs> they not, wouldn't. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure if in the town I reside in now, if Lutherans are allowed to marry Catholics. I, I, I'm, that might still be a thing in the town I live in. It could be. It could be a thing. I just think if you view it from the prism of the failed academy, it's just a precious example of the failed academy. Sure. You know, beyond yeah. that, I'm not condemning this guy. I mean, he might be a, like I said, he just might be a hell of a well-liked guy, and his peers voted him in. I just think it's absurd. It's, it's, it's oxymoronic to call an atheist a chaplain. I he, think I'm a nihilist with faith. I, I think that's why I'm such a confused What's person. your definition of a nihilist? Uh, doesn't believe Whatever you anything. learn from uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Right. right, right. Forget about it, Donnie, they're nihilists. Yeah. Did you yeah, guys I'll see be, the dude got go COVID? The dude, I'll go got to a COVID, the dude got COVID and cancer. And he said the COVID was kicking his butt more than the cancer. Yep. Hopefully the dude survives. Did he have he's doing well. I don't know. Did he get the... I don't know. Okay. I got to go to a cash machine. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Does the dude abide? The Hopefully. Dude yeah. We can't lose the dude. 
You want to know something? What's that, bro? Spencer Grunhofer really needs help. Yes. He had to close early the other day. We joke about making our clients' lives miserable, but he has become the go-to guy for meat. And he's now really, really urging people, uh, if you live in the Hugo Forest Lake area and you'd like to work for a family-run business, you got to send that those people to Spencer Grunhoff. Here's the deal. If you have a high school kid, mm-hmm. this is an absolute perfect job, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn so much about business, about customer relations, and dealing with people because there's going to be so many people that you're going to have to serve day in and day out. It's a perfect job for well, high I'll give you kid. a better reason. If you want to keep getting your meatloaf, your brats, your yes. Wagyu steaks, your yes. burgers, your ham, and your bacon, send somebody up there. He's trying to keep his doors open. Mm-hmm. That's how popular it is, and that's how difficult it is for businesses around the world to even find people to work right now. So I'm going to even give he, you his phone number. Would he teach me some meat-cutting skills? I, I'd love to. That, that would be just the highlight of my life. Call if I Spencer. could divide up... Yeah, if you could, do, yeah, you could do that. Kenny, he could probably teach Kenny how to cape out a deer. Right. <laughs> you can call Spencer can. directly. Wait until after three p.m. Six five one four two six twenty eight hundred. GLers, if you, you know, you got that lazy teen laying around the house, kick him in the ass and say, "Get up to Spencer Grunhoffers and learn how to be a real employee mm-hmm. of an outfit that really works." Or if you're maybe looking for a career change too, yep. it's yep. not just for kids. Let's go. I mean, he's already opened a second store in Forest Lake. The original location is on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and the new location is uh, on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, just a hop, skip, and a jump east of 35E. And uh, he, this is where he wants his campaign to be focused right now. Yep. He needs help to keep those doors open. Because we need to open up that third location in the southwest that's metro. That's right. That's yep. right. For so, me. So, uh, G. Ellers, to preserve... The God-blessed meatloaf. (laughs) Let's get some people up there to apply. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952 925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. (laughs) Where's Jeff Dayton's music? Oh, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, my God. What am I going to get the answer? We're one day closer? No, I because I want to hear some of his stuff, too, because I really liked him at the fair. He was the one with the Fender hat, right, John? Yep. 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 
This Glenn makes me Campbell. want to take my pants off. This is good music. <laughs> Joe, on one of my recent walks down the service road of life, weaving around the tallest buildings of Denver, I was contemplating how bad things are in this country. I was not walking at a fast pace, but I was quickly approaching a man ahead of me. I got closer. I could see he was in his late 70s, slightly bent over and with stiff joints that had obviously seen better days. I decided to follow him in case he fell and needed assistance, but what I observed brought a tear to my eye. Through this neighborhood, several homes had flags on their porch. As this gentleman approached each home, he would stop, turn toward the house, straighten up, and salute the flag. Oh, cool. When he turned, I could see he wore a Vietnam veteran cap. It brought me back to my childhood and the influencers of my life, the World War I and World War II vets. As I passed him, I gave him the up nod and thumbs up and went happily on my way. He didn't need my assistance. Instead, he picked me up, Dennis from Denver. That's cool. Yeah, we got a lot of commentary from listeners on uh, something you uh, essentially introduced to the conversation, and that is when do we tell kids and our kids being told about it? I got a lot of really yeah. great emails, jailers. Thank you. Uh, Chris writes, thanks for taking time to remember and reflect on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. On Friday's show, you discussed that there had been a run at the gas pumps that day. I was living in the small town of Wyckoff, Minnesota, just down the road from Harmony Spirits, directly across the road from the only gas pumps in town. I ended up helping the store owners out by directing traffic in and around the pumps. That went until ne- nearly 10 p.m. that night, until the store finally ran out of gas. Reavers mentioned seeing a station jack the prices up. My memory is that only a handful of stations in Minnesota did that. I remember it being a news story on September 12th, and included then-Governor Jesse Ventura calling at least one of those stations and chewing them out. I remember a soundbite from Jesse that went, what in the hell do you think you're doing? People are frightened and you're taking advantage of them. Not on my watch. I hadn't been a big fan of the governor back then, but I highly respected him for those comments. Just another example of how 9-11 drew us together, I guess. All right. We didn't have Rookie there to do the voice. You want me to call him quick? No. Joe, I offer this as a counter to Reaver's story about his son's school and their lack of teaching about 9-11. My daughter is five and my son is three. We were driving to a birthday party, and they noticed the fire truck and flag on the overpass. My daughter asked why they were there, and so I took the chance to tell them both in simple terms. Groups of men from the Taliban took over the airplanes and crashed them into two buildings called the World Trade Centers, then a military building called the Pentagon, and the last one... Uh, the people aboard rode the plane down and took it from the bad guys. I explained that a lot of people had died. Other than asking why the Taliban did this and a few other questions, both of them had a response that was amazing. They both wanted to go kick the bad guys and help the people and said so repetitively. I know the explanation was oversimplified, but they'll, and they'll get more details as they get older. I don't believe her class did anything since she's in kindergarten, and I don't want to chance 9-11 being minimized because to me it's a dishonor. But I thought I would share their heartwarming response to learning about a pivotal moment uh, in our country's history. Take care, Alexandra. Thank you, Alexandra. Bert's come up with the best idea of pushing back, and I think we should have been onto this ourselves. But he writes, if you are a student in Washington, state of Washington, who wishes to dress in red, white, and blue to commemorate a somber occasion in American history, here's what you do. Don't tell anybody. It's brilliant. What do you mean? Don't tell anybody. Don't, don't go and ask permission to do it. Just tell the people involved. Just dress up or whatever, and then when the woke masters have a spell, you just do what Bluto did on the stairs after smashing the guitar. Just give a small shrug and say, sorry, disingenuously, and then do it again and again. 
Amidst all this wokeification, maybe we, or is it us, average Americans will need to come up with a secret handshake or something. You win? Like that. Perhaps the GL shirt would do the trick. I think I know exactly what he's meaning. If these kids at that Eastlake High School in the state of Washington went through with their plan, you would force the administration to show a public face. They, if they really, oh. if they were really sincere about, they would believe that that could be offensive to people. They'd have to run out on the field and say, "Time out, stop," and then you'd know who these freaks are. Instead of hiding behind, instead of hiding behind yeah. you know, boilerplate bureaucratic language of concern about inclusiveness and all this other B as in B, S as in S, just do it. Remind me when when you read the story yesterday, were the people in question were they named as a part of that story? Or was it just the anonymous school board or no, whatever? No, the principal and sub-principal's name were, were, okay. were named. Okay, okay. And, and they refused to say who they thought might be offended by a patriotic display. Gotcha. So force, call their bluff. You young people who want to push back and you, you, you're not going to be doing anything untoward. You're, you just merely want to do something patriotic. Don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Just do it. Speaking of that, did you guys happen to see the highlight from the Army football team taking the field on Saturday? Yeah, they each had a flag. Every single player and coach had an American flag. That was cool. And did you see the video of a cat being saved? Uh, dropped into an American flag at uh, yeah. the Texas. Was it Mi- no, it was Miami, I believe. Wherever, yeah. but <laughs> it was great. And of course, you know, you're oh, is he, are they going to catch him? And then Caliendo got yeah, a hold of this video, yeah. Yeah, and then did good. it as Pat Summerall and John Madden calling the oh, play. Wonderful! It was outstanding. Can you find that? Well, yeah, I retweeted it yesterday. Oh, well. I wonder. I think we can. Yeah, we can play that. Why not? Frank's our friend. He's uh, not going to complain. No, that's true. What I want to know is, what was the cat doing there? A cat? You can find a cat at a game. <laughs> okay, hey. here we go. Here we go. Here's Pat Summer. I love that he's now doing Summerall with Madden. Yeah. It just warms my heart. Okay, here we go. Pat, you see that up there? Sure do. I mean, what do you think that is? Looks like a cat. What do you think he's doing up there, Pat? I mean, usually a cat isn't hanging from the roof like that. <laughs> like a cat on a hot tin roof. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling right now, Pat. Dangling, spinning. You ever see one of those Cirque du Soleil shows, Pat? I mean, I mean that, this looks a lot like one of those right now. Except it's a cat. He's falling to the five. They caught him. This is unreal, Pat. He's holding him up. Like Simba, the Lion King. I mean, why do you think this cat's got left, Pat? What do you mean? I feel like he's used a bunch of them up already if he's doing stuff like this. Uh, <laughs> he's dropped to the five. Oh, I love God. that he's because he he is now incorporated doing that. Because remember we played the the gal that kept backing up to the, wrong, to the wrong side, side of the, the gas, gas station. station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'd go around. What's, what's she doing? What's an ampersand? <laughs> you have that one. Well, I, it'll, it'll take never me, mind. It'll take me a while to find it. Uh, Darcy writes. Just a quick comment and what feels like an end of the world. As I listened to yesterday's podcast, this is dated today, I heard Rook talk about his child going to school and no one discussed 9-11. That made me, I think it was you who said that. Maybe Rook did too. That made me pause the show. You can do that with a podcast and call my son. He is a senior at a large Western Metro school, and I asked him if there was any discussion in any of his classes. 
or any type of remembrance or open dialogue. His response, no, Dad, we did not, not one word. In fact, I haven't heard word of this event for several years in school. What I learned is what I looked up in the many discussions I've had with you. If the academy is afraid to offer a culture to offend a culture, then what's to stop them from teaching about Pearl Harbor, World War I, and Vietnam? The failed academy has completed its mission. How can you learn from your past if you don't teach it? A line someone said that has stuck with me, censorship is an issue because they choose what they erase. Darce or Darcy, former Minnesotan, now living in Seattle. Seattle's mm. a tough place for a GLer these days. Yeah, he uh, he has a Good point there. Mm -hmm. You see, uh, I noticed, I think it was on Twitter this morning, that we're trying to cancel Francis Scott Key now. Really? Oh, Because he was a slave owner when he penned the poem, Mm. uh, Battle of, uh, what was it, Fort McHenry or whatever that poem was that turned into the anthem. Mm -hmm. What the heck's going on here, Pat? It looks like this young lady's just realized the gas tank's on the other side of her vehicle. But didn't she do this one time before you started videoing this thing already? Sure did. So she keeps pulling around, but she can't fill up because she keeps pulling around to the same side where the the gas tank isn't instead of where the gas tank is. Isn't that right, Pat? I think so. So what's more confusing here, where her gas tank is or or my explanation of this whole thing? It's pretty close. You think she's going to get it this time, Pat? I hope not. I'm having fun here. Just watching, recording, and not helping. <laughs> Looks like she's trying to make a Y turn here. Yeah, but it's it's not exactly a Y. It's a, more like, what's that star kind of thing on the keyboard there, Pat? An asterisk? Yeah, an asterisk. And then you got the, 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 the number sign, and yeah, that's the pound sign. Some people call it a hashtag. <laughs> yeah, and then you got the and sign. The ampersand. Yep. She pulls up. Wait, 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 wait. That's, that's what the amp thing's called? Ampersand? Sure is. How did I not know that? I mean, my entire life I've been using that and thing, and I never knew what it was called. Around the minivan, to the fuel station, nothing doing. She just realized she pulled Rejected. up on the wrong side again. And for some, she has no idea how this keeps happening. Oh, I don't think that's no whatever. Back oh. to the drawing board. Oh. <laughs> God Almighty! By the way, Joe, you are the only person I know that calls it an ampersand. The rest of us call it the and sign. Well, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, unmistakably an ampersand. But that's what right. makes these right. videos brilliant. Is because he perfectly captures how mad would just go off into the right. you know far left turn when right. they're calling a game, which is why and, everybody loved him. And, and who had the line? Uh, who knew that um, Madden was sober and Summerall was blasted? Because it always seemed like it was the other way around. Right. right. Finally, well, not, no, at, not at the end. Summerall was clean. Remember, he yeah. went through treatment. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Finally, over the course of the last few podcasts, there have been some stories of 9/11 remembrance being canceled, and even Chris wondering when he should begin to tell his boys about the attack. Chris, the answer is now. 9/11 uh, should have been ta- should have taught us all that we are not guaranteed a tomorrow. I have emailed in the past regarding Providence Academy 9-11 memorials. Each year, the student council places the nearly 3,000 individual flags on the grounds to honor the lives of those killed by terrorists. It's a beautiful and sobering sight. Every year, I stand at the back of the outdoor ceremony with the pre-K students. They are four and five years old. Every year that I am amazed that they stand silently for the 10-minute processional of the Plymouth Plymouth Police, Fire, and EMS that have now made driving through a part of their 9-11 remembrance. 
This year, marking the 20th anniversary, was a longer event, nearly 40 minutes, with the Pledge of Allegiance, the National Anthem, multiple speakers, and closed off with the playing of taps. There are no chairs for any of the students, PK through 12. They stood and listened to the speakers quietly and respectfully. Chris will have to explain to you older fellas with kids you used to have why the attached photos are so remarkably sent photos of the kids standing. Chris will, uh, if you look, these pre-K kids are not much taller than the flags they are placed to honor our dead. Each year, these pre-K kids are positioned at the back of the group in case they get fidgety and need to leave. They stood quietly and respectfully for the 40 minutes looking forward at the backs of knees of the older students, even though they could have turned around and had an unobstructed view of the 20 or 30 emergency vehicles with lights flashing. Somehow they understand this is important. The mayor of Plymouth and the city council were on hand for this event. When the mayor was thanked and asked if he had other 9-11 ceremonies on Friday and Saturday, he replied, no, this is the only one. I wish everyone would do something, but Providence is the only one, and it means so much to our first responders. Pushing back, Eric. Pushing back and training up, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Um, update. So my son, is a he loves soaking up history. He's a fan of these series of books called I Survived. In which it'll explain, you know, things anywhere from a tsunami to uh, a, a tornado in the 1900s, whatever. But there is one that my wife ordered that's about September 11th, and we're gonna. So he was asking a lot of questions about it last night. Um, there was somewhere I was going with this, and I can't remember. Anyway, so we are gonna we are gonna dive into it. Okay. But it was funny to see his reaction, you know, because he's been on a plane a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I basically had to reassure him, like, Bud, listen. It was a different time back then. There's no way this would happen today because these people sat there and allowed, because the hijack, as you'll recall, had said, just let us have the plane. We're going to land it somewhere. Mm -hmm. And everyone just complied. And I said, passengers would never comply because the likes of dad and other people that are like dad would never allow someone to take over an airplane. So it it was a comfort thing, I guess, for my kid. Red Savoy. Talk to me. Added a great new attraction to their pizza menu. Mm. Adult mac and cheese. This ain't that orange crap <laughs> that sticks to the pan. <laughs> this is grown-up mac and cheese, bacon, chicken, bacon, and mac. And mac and cheese will be available starting this month. Both are baked like a hot dish and include three cheeses, parmesan, mozzarella, and cheddar. And they've added just the right amount of Alfredo sauce to send you into a comfort food coma. Check out the chicken, bacon mac, and the regular mac and cheese at Red Savoy this month. Or get the pizza and get a pull tab in the box. You can win stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can help them out because they, they're struggling to find employees, too, by going there to pick it up yourself. And uh, why wouldn't you? There's 16 locations. You'll find one convenient to you. Uh, you'll never have macaroni and and cheese again. I took some this. home. Yeah, it's fantastic. Boys had it for dinner, and I had a little bit on the side. It is really, really good macaroni and cheese. Uh, macaroni and cheese will never be the same, just as pizza is never the same if you've had their soda-style mm-hmm. pizza. Download the Red Savoy app or visit SavoyPizza.com. Hey, become a part of the Chill Boys family like the entire Garage Logic staff and also so many of you GLers right now that have made your purchase for maybe for yourself or for somebody else. It doesn't matter because they are the hands down most comfortable underwear you will ever own. I promise you. They have a wide variety. It's performance boxers, bamboo boxers, bamboo boxer briefs. It, just check out their website right now. 
chillboys.com. There you can place your order for the comfortable boxers, or maybe you want a couple of cool t-shirts, sunglasses, whatever you want. Go online right now. Here's the coolest part. If you have an order over $40, it ships fast and free in the United States. Yeah, anywhere. They're a local Minnesota company, and they are so happy to be part of the Garage Logic family. They also have a really cool number of sale items that are going on right now. So do like we did. Become a part of the Chill Boys family, whether you want the performance, the bamboo, it doesn't matter. You're going to really be happy with your purchase at Chill Boys Brand on Twitter. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. How are we doing on that Jeff Dayton music? We will have Jeff Dayton tomorrow. Anybody want to take a bet on that? What's the over-under? Well, what do you mean? Well, you'll pull it off. It's either tomorrow or it's not. Yeah. Here's John Height. <laughs> I'll take the bet. I'm, I'm, I'll take the not. I'll take the not. All right, I'll take the bet. What's the bet? Dollar. Okay. Yeah. Dollar. You're buying me a diet dollar. new tomorrow. Dollar. Johnny Hyde in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. A body was found along Hennepin Town Road north of Pioneer Trail. That's the area, you might remember, noted by police, where 39-year-old Mike Elhard was last seen Monday morning during a run. Police said the body found matches the description of the missing person. No signs of foul play, according to police, although an investigation is ongoing. Four former Minneapolis police officers charged with violating George Floyd's civil rights pleaded not guilty this morning to the federal charges against them. A federal grand jury had indicted Derek Chauvin, Thomas Lane, Jay Kong, and Tu Tao in May for allegedly depriving Floyd of his rights while acting under government authority on May 25, 2020. All four of the men appeared at the hearing remotely via video conference. Chauvin appeared from the room in the state's maximum security prison where he's serving his 22 and a half year sentence. Prosecutors and attorneys for the former officers are also arguing their positions on about 40 pretrial motions today. The political committee, as we talked about earlier, pushing that proposal that could replace the Minneapolis Police Department, wants the state Supreme Court to intervene while they await a ruling in the case threatening to kick it off the November ballot. Yes for Minneapolis asked the state's high court to, quote, grant final approval of the latest ballot question wording and prohibit any further actions that they say could lead to the proposed amendment being left off the ballot this November. Leader of that Illinois anti-government militia group, who authorities say masterminded the 2017 bombing of a Minnesota mosque, was sentenced Monday to 53 years in prison for the attack that terrified the mosque's community. Emily Claire Hari, who was charged, tried, and convicted under the name Michael Hari, recently said she's transgender, faced a mandatory minimum of 30 years for the attack on Dar al-Farouk Islamic Center in Bloomington. Defense attorneys asked for the minimum, but prosecutors sought life, saying Hari hasn't taken any responsibility for the attack. Okay, I, I had a thought when I was reading that. Mm-hmm. Great, go away for 53 years. Uh, you're obviously a moron. But I don't think these people arrested for killing people are getting 53 years. Are they? No. 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 Good point. Did you read about the uh, sexual assault of a 15-year-old on light rail? Yep. Oh, boy. Yep. The guy's not even in jail. No. no. Are you kidding? And nope. he's, he's had numerous, numerous uh, arrests for... Uh, Domestic abuse or whatever. I don't have it in front of me. That's what I, I want the, the the victims. I'm not. It, I'm not saying that that, that that the guy is unfairly punished in the uh, mosque case. I'm just saying, where's the consistency here? 
But then that's what I want fr- from the likes of what John Choi's decision last week was. I want some of these victims to come forward and say, do you realize that the only reason mm-hmm. that the person that did whatever they did to me is behind bars is because of a routine traffic stop? That's what this idiot's failing to understand. And he resisted arrest when they saw him on video. Well, who's the judge that's turning no, no, him around? Well, we don't know. I mean, this is just this is just his most current uh, brush with the law. And he's not being held right now. No. That's that's ridiculous, yeah. Uh, speaking of crime, Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher says juvenile violent crime has risen to what he calls a crisis level in the county. The sheriff told our TV affiliate 5 Eyewitness News he's putting together a panel of juvenile justice experts. Wants to move forward with an initiative to the Minnesota legislature in 2022. Fletcher said we took 50 beds away in Ramsey County when Boys Totem Town was closed in 2019. Now we have no place to separate these kids from their violent behavior and get them the help they need. Totem Town was a juvenile detention center that Fletcher said gave violent juvenile offenders structure, education, three meals a day, and mentoring. It's a program Fletcher said he'd like to revive somewhere in the county, if not at the old Totem Town location. However, Ramsey County Board Chairperson Tony Carter declined an interview request. A spokesperson for the county said this was the first time the board had heard about Fletcher's initiative. Carter said in a written statement, regrettably, the sheriff has not taken advantage of the invitation to engage with county and community stakeholders who are working to review, determine, and assess current and new strategies for meeting community needs in these areas. All of which was meaningless blabber gobbledygook you steal a car you used to go to totem town you steal a car today you either die or go home yeah and fletch wants to get things done Mm -hmm. so he gets out in front and you know he announces it and he's gonna he's not willing to play their game reavers what do you want i I was just going to ask was this program removed as a result of wokeness i don't know much like what Choi decided to do last week john do we know I, I don't know if it was a budget cutting yeah. or... I remember it going away, but I don't remember the reason why. Does Boys Town still exist? I think it does. Y- yes, it does. Yeah. It does. I think that last episode um, a couple of weeks ago really affected the sheriff um, where he had oh, to go yeah. up and yeah. pick up the mom and bring her to the hospital. And then she in turn ripped uh, Fletcher and everybody in the media I remember, I, yeah, Boys Town does exist because I keep, my mother must have given them a dime at some point because she died in uh, uh, 2016 and I still get mail to her from Boys Town. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, story from Wisconsin keeps getting weirder. The Dunn County Sheriff's Office has now identified four people found dead in an abandoned black SUV in the town of Sheridan, Wisconsin. The SUV did have Minnesota plates. Uh, this morning, the sheriff's office reported the four people are 30-year-old Natasha Lee Flug Presley of Stillwater, 26-year-old Matthew Isaiah Pettis of St. Paul, 35-year-old Lois Foreman III of St. Paul, and 30-year-old Jasmine Kristen Sturm of St. Paul. They were found after officials received a 911 call reporting a death at 2.18 p.m. on Sunday. According to the update today, the sheriff's office reported autopsies from the Ramsey County Medical Examiner revealed all four died from gunshot wounds. They do plan to hold a news conference this afternoon. If there's any more information, uh, they would give that at 4 o'clock. Wisconsin has been able to, uh, they shouldn't be boastful about this, but Wisconsin has been able to maintain a certain level of creepiness. As the Boy, years. have they ever. You know, you're starting yeah. with Ed Gein, and then that, uh, who was the little darling that was kidnapped and escaped? And we Dahmer. 
No, no, well, Dahmer, yeah, and then oh, uh, yeah, the one at the bus stop. No, the uh, the girl who the guy they broke in and killed house. the parents and took her. And oh, she, that's right. He yeah. saw her at a bus stop. I'm yeah, sorry. That's yeah. that's what I'm. And now this there's a there's a creepy element there. It's managed yep. to exist for all these years. It's weird because that's creepy. Of a truck in yeah. the middle of a cornfield with four dead people in it. Mm-hmm. Self-inflicted, John, or we don't know that. We yeah, we don't know. They don't know anything. They're still investigating. Uh, they oh. said there were reports another SUV was seen in the area with Minneapolis plates or Minnesota plates, but oh really? That's all they have. Yeah. This is right out of the Sopranos, isn't mm-hmm. it? This yeah. is yeah. odd. Uh, on Highway 10, a vacant building that uh, used to be a supper club and a strip club burned down Sunday, and what officials are calling a suspicious fire. Hey, mom, let's go have dinner. <laughs> Well, no, it was a no at two different two different times, Chris. Oh, not at the same. It wasn't time. the combo deal. No, no, got it. I couldn't have dined there if that had been a combo deal. No, you, you wouldn't go not. in for the no, businessman's no, lunch. No, no, I would not. Passerby's reported. Seeing, sorry, seeing, sorry, John. I threw you off your game. Reported seeing fire burning. Hey, where, where do you want to go to lunch today, crew? <laughs> I hear they have great wings. Oh, hold on. Let me get my miner's helmet. <laughs> oh, my God. Yikes. Uh, anyway, this happened at King's Inn, which is just north of Sauk Rapids. You've seen this place along oh, the yeah. highway. Yeah, it's, yeah, a long, yeah. it's a long yeah, highway 10. Yeah. Many <laughs> because the building appeared to be structurally unsound, firefighters extinguished the fire oh, from the God. outside. Uh, the state fire marshal is investigating the fire. Authorities are offering up to a $5,000 uh, reward for any tips. The building's a total loss. Now, here's how it worked. It was a supper club from the 60s to the 80s. Okay. That then became a new dancing club for several years, and the uh-huh. building's been empty since the early 2000s. Hmm. So, uh, gotcha. there you go. After a year of debate, Californians today are deciding whether Governor Gavin Newsom keeps his job or if the state goes well, in a different right. direction. That's today. Newsom ended his campaign to stay in office in a recall election with a final push late Monday night from President Biden, who spoke at a Newsom rally. The results of the race in which Newsom needs a majority vote to hold his job are likely to influence the 2022 midterms uh, when control of Congress again will be in play. And the party that controls the White House historically loses seats. They could determine how prominently Democrats campaign on COVID-19 restrictions in California that Republicans are decrying as unnecessary and overly burdensome. The grandmother of an Oceanside, California man arrested near the Democratic National Committee headquarters with a bayonet and machete describes her grandson as heading in the wrong direction his whole life. U.S. Capitol Police arrested 44-year-old Donald Craighead Monday. They said officers saw a pickup truck with a swastika and other white supremacist symbols. When they approached, Craighead spoke about white supremacist ideology and other rhetoric pertaining to white supremacy, according to police. Uh, Craighead has criminal cases in San Diego County, dating back to 2015, including felony reckless evading of a peace officer and felony second-degree robbery. Police are still investigating the incident, haven't said why Craig was in Washington or if he was planning any sort of disturbance. Uh, Photos from the department show a large knife in a sheath, swastikas on the truck, an American flag where the rear license plate should be. Special Ops Division officer was on patrol when he saw the Dodge Dakota truck and near the DF uh, Democratic headquarters. The officer pulled over the truck. They then saw the bayonet and machete. Craig had allegedly told officers he was on patrol and spoke about white supremacy. 
When I was uh, in the Twin Cities a couple of weeks ago for the fair, I saw a truck that had uh, the American flag and the Confederate flag both flying oh, high that's... as he drove around the streets of St. Paul. That's hmm. huh. uh, that's somewhat, I won't say common, but you'll see that up in my neck of the woods on occasion. Hmm. Up, hmm. up in over here in Anoka County. Back to Newsom in the state of California very briefly. Is this yeah. going to turn into a situation like we had on the on the 20th of January? No, I don't think so. You don't? No. You think both parties will accept the result? Well, Elder's already setting yeah. up the loss. <laughs> He's already yeah, said, okay. He said if he, if he loses, he said then somebody cheated. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, you know. So it is going to be like what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I brought this in uh, for you, Kenny, uh, Bob Mould. Did you see this in the paper? I did He's, not. It's not in today's out. paper. Yeah, former yeah, Husker. I saw, do, I saw it. Yeah. Former Hooskadoo frontman and Minnesota punk pioneer Bob Mould posted a video Monday night asking fans to wear masks and follow vaccine protocols because uh, he's going to be here, Kenny, if you have any interest, at First Avenue on September 25th. Guess who's he's... coming to town? Kenny Olson. Are you kidding me? I saw Bob Mould live so many times in the main room. <laughs> he was with, Joe, do you remember when he, no, not with Hooskadoo. I only saw Hooskadoo once, and it was a reformed Hoosker. Um, Sugar, the band Sugar. Sugar. I did no. not. No. Yeah, they toured heavily, and they were kind of a pop group. And uh, I really, really loved that band. If I if I can't change your mind, was that the one song? That was a yeah, great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he wants proof of vaccination. Yeah, he says uh, he's been waiting 18 months to get back to work. Quote: If any of us test positive, that my tour is over, and we've lost our livelihood again. He tells all ticket holders in the video to plan on showing proof of vaccine or negative test results per most clubs' policies, as well as wearing a mask throughout each show except when drinking. He said, I'm asking you to keep us and everyone else in the building as safe as possible. And then he also tells fans it's okay to miss this show and this tour. There will be more in the future. No offense to Bob, but I always like Grant's music better. <laughs> I, I thought the Grant Hart songs were the better songs on the Husker Du. Anyway. Johnny, uh, the Star Tribune is updating that story out of Dunn County. Uh, yeah. Apparently, they, the Star Tribune was able to get a hold of the brother of two of the victims in this case. Uh-huh. Yep. And th- apparently, he said, we have a very good idea of who did this, but I don't know if I should say something right now. Hmm. Oh. So nice. it looks like this might so, be... If you're writing the novel, Such, mm-hmm. are you tying this in with the scattered body parts that we found yes. around town yes. about six months ago? Yes. Yeah, this has got to go hand in hand. Yeah. Huh. Start writing. Maybe you could use the word codicil in that book. Kenny <laughs> <laughs> will allow it. <laughs> Next book you write, Rook's going to go through it and highlight every word that he says. Bleep this word. <laughs> He doesn't like complicated words. He wants simplified no. words. I agree does, with Matthew. But the best is the eye roll that accompanies bleep that word. <laughs> I'm trying to bring a little panache here, all right? Oh, no, I gotta look go. up panache. Now you have to yeah. look up panache. Panache, yeah, yeah you gotta use panache. See, and unfortunately for GLers, you get the church going Matthew uh, on the air. It's the off air salty Matthew <laughs> yeah. that yeah. really yeah. gives it to Such. Uh-huh. Uh, Bob Woodward has a new book coming out, and yes, it's again about the Trump administration. This time it's about the final uh, days of the Trump administration. According to the new book, Trump told Mike Pence on January 5th when Pence told him he would not stop the election certification, quote, I don't want to be your friend anymore then if you don't do this. 
Pence allegedly wanted to stay in Trump's circle desperately and talk to friends about what he should do. One of those people he talked to, former Vice President Dan Quayle. Remember Dan? Sure. I sure Dan's, do. Dan's been out of the news for a while. Yeah. Apparently, Quayle told Pence he had no choice but to certify the results of the election and to make Joe Biden president. Quayle told Pence he had no flexibility, even after Pence told him he wanted to find a way to make it work and keep on Trump's good side. Quayle said, I know the position you're in. I also know the law. Listen to the parliamentarian. That's all you do. You have no power. So, didn't count on Dan Quayle. Are we going to bring up... uh... Alexandria occasional Cortex's dress at the Met Gala last night? Yeah. I've chosen not to. Uh, the hypocrisy is so obvious that it's not worth it. Wearing uh, a dress saying tax the rich where a ticket to that event costs $30,000. Right, right. And you know damn well she didn't pay it. No. No, no. I wonder if that's legal. Maybe. <laughs> Should there be some kind of election or campaign law? You know, I have to make an admission. Here we go. I wasn't really clear what the Met Gala is, so I did some research. Oh, It's yeah. the fundraising arm of the Metropolitan Museum of Arts, and mm-hmm. Anna Wintour is the uh, head of it. And it is specifically a fashion event. Yeah. Right. The, the celebrities uh, who are invited or attend or crash it or whatever, I don't know how you get there, they're, uh, they're urged to wear outrageous costumes. But Crenshaw had the best tweet of the day mm-hmm. regarding this. He said, all right, yes. Let's call upon the Met to voluntarily give up their 501c3 tax-exempt status and tax the rich Mm -hmm. for one of the most well-funded museums in the world that puts on one of the most indulgent events in the history with the richest people on Earth. Live the values you support, Met. Well, the other guy who shut up was de Blasio, who two years ago said, I don't go to that thing, it's just for the elites. So he was there last night. Right. Yeah. there was, a, there was a really interesting piece in today's, I think it was today's Star Tribune, about how the Democrats really aren't going to tax the rich. Uh, it was a really oh, fascinating piece. Yeah. Evidently, yeah. I didn't. I thought I ripped it, but I, evidently I did not. You know who else, could, it now. who else was there? Was that pain in the ass Megan Rapinoe? Oh. And she wasn't allowed into somebody's after party, and it was uh, kind of fun to see her say, don't you know who I am? Oh. Because the big bouncer obviously didn't I, know who you are. Or did and didn't give a bleed. Yeah. I don't know who she is either. Who is she? She's the <laughs> soccer goalie for the American soccer yeah. team. Oh, 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 she's got gotcha, the pink gotcha. hair and she's yep. a pink Yeah, I know she butt. is. Yep. By the way, uh, Subway's, is Subway hurting because of their decision to use her as their new spokesperson? I have no idea. I read a, I read a piece in which I think their stock went down because of that decision. I know that Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen in Maplewood has made a conscious decision to not use Megan Rapinoe. They That's use, a wise decision. They use me in Garage Logic. Mm-hmm. Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood, Volkswagens, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos at the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, multi generational family owned. It's just been fantastic. It's been fantastic to me, it'll be fantastic to you. 0% for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagens with the exception of the ID4, and uh, 0% for up to 72 months on Fiat models, 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. I just love all three of these marks. I've driven all three, owned all three, and I will continue to. You can find out the inventory, check the inventory, because they have inventory, including that new Volkswagen Taos. Check that out at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, Johnny. Hold on. 
pulled up. Wait a minute. Uh, some sad news to pass along. Hmm. Norm McDonald has passed away. Really? What? Shut up. Yeah, I'm just seeing this on the Twitter machine uh, from a comedian I follow by the name of Tim Dillon. Um, I'm trying to find. Huh. No, yeah. tell me that's not true. I hope Come it on. isn't true. He was six. He had a. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, Norm McDonald, we all know who he is. Uh, he has passed away after a nine-year private battle with cancer. He was 61 years old. Wow, that's too oh. bad. That is way too bad. Oh. Yeah. And the earth is uneven. Watch <laughs> the uneven. his appearance on Stern. Yep. And it's, it's well, he's been on it a, Stern a million times, but what's the moral of that story? Yeah, seven-minute joke. You don't mess with Uncle Terry when he's been drinking. Right. Uh, we also have uh, lost somebody in the music world. This would be obscure, I guess, to most people. George Ween. Do you guys know George at all? I don't know George. He is the fella who uh, single-handedly basically created the jazz festival. Hmm. Uh, he uh, was 95 years old. Jazz festivals were not an entirely new idea when he was approached about presenting a weekend of jazz at Newport. Of course, uh, he held the first one. Billie Holiday, Dizzy Gillespie, Oscar Peterson, Ella Fitzgerald, many other stars. The inaugural Newport Jazz Festival drew thousands of paying customers over two days. And uh, from there, uh, it just continued to grow. And he also, he did more than that, too. He was also uh, uh, the Newport Folk Festival impresario. That's where Bob Dylan made many of his bones. And, of course, then uh, sent the folk world into shock by playing an electric guitar in 1965. We also produced the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, which showcased a broad range of music, as well as the culture and cuisine of New Orleans. He also staged festivals devoted to blues, soul, country, and even comedy. Again, uh, Ween was... 95. John, is Dylan a good guitar player? Bob Dylan? Mm -hmm. He's fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, for what he does, yes. Okay. I like it better when he plays acoustic and accompanies himself. Yeah. He, he put out a couple albums in the early 90s that were just him and an acoustic guitar that were wonderful. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a, he can play. And there's Charles I, Woodson. How about that? Oh, what a season he had. <laughs> He became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> oh, yikes. What a great line. I, uh... I still... My favorite part okay. about that is they pan to the crowd... And all you see is Ken Griffey Jr. going, no, he didn't. No, he did not say that. It was such a great reaction. God, he could make people uncomfortable. Oh, he was so brilliant. Uh -huh. But the delivery was the best. Yes. Just oh, the yeah. best. Yeah. And him him and Spade, the exchanges between him and Spade, yes. just legendary. So good. I can't he remember a... the context, but he was on with Carson, and he was telling, well, what's all these homeless people that have a dog? You know, and he, he said, the dog didn't sign up for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and his delivery was such that you, there's no way that you would think it was prepared material. Because mm -hmm. he delivered in it in such a way that you thought, yep. this is just coming out of his head as as the word. But he it was all prepared, or a lot of it was prepared anyway. 
He had a short-lived sports show that was wonderful. Oh, you're right. I do remember or, that. Eight, yeah, it was like eight or nine episodes, and that was it. And then he got canceled. Well, was that was, as a result of the ESPYs? Remind me, because it wasn't uh, affiliated I, with I ESPN, right? I don't. I don't even remember the time okay. frame, Chris. I, I don't know. Yeah, big time uh, gambler. Big time gambler. Yeah. I wonder yeah. what cancer you have that you fight for nine years before it gets you. Don't know. Man alive. I don't know, but he did it privately, yeah. and. Uh, that's kind of yeah. cool, isn't it? Yeah, I respect. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know what I'm going to be spending uh, the rest of the day on YouTube doing. After, of yeah. course, I subscribe to the Garage Logic podcast right. on YouTube. John, I've thank already, you. Yeah, well, let me started. do one more story. Please, one more story, because this is a cool story, and I, I will save this one. Uh, the oldest living World War II vet celebrated his 112th birthday over the weekend. Oh, wow. I saw this in the paper. Yes, Lawrence Brooks was feted Sunday with birthday drive-by at his home in New Orleans with video showing the bespectacled vet wearing a mask and a Saints jersey and waving to the small crowd. He advised others to serve God and be nice to people. He was born September 12, 1909. He served in the U.S. Army from 1940 to 1945 as part of the predominantly African-American 91st Engineer Battalion. He was stationed in New Guinea, followed by the Philippines, and rose to the rank of Private First Class during the war. According to the Veterans Affairs, which confirmed he is America's oldest living veteran, he was drafted by the Army in 1940. He trained at Camp Shelby in Mississippi, was honorably discharged in November of 41, but when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, he was called back for service. After the war, he went back to New Orleans, worked as a forklift operator, married, had five kids, now has 13 grandchildren and 22 great-grandchildren, widowed in 2005 when his second wife, Leona, died shortly after the couple was evacuated in a helicopter in the aftermath of Katrina. The birthday event on Sunday was organized by the National World War II Museum in New Orleans. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group, and this is a time of year we love in Minnesota. The leaves are changing colors, the kids are back in school, and the apples are ready to be picked. So what do apples and insurance have in common? When it comes to getting an insurance quote, many people want an apple-to-apples comparison. We can't do that at Canopy. Here's why. The Canopy Group, we believe our clients deserve only the best insurance coverage for the best price. That's why we only offer our clients combined single-limit coverage. Many captive carriers, meaning they only have one option, offered split limit coverage. That means they can change what they pay you for a claim depending on how it fits. The type of coverage leaves you open to gaps and on the hook at claim time. This doesn't sound good to us and it isn't good for you. At the Canopy Group, we're often able to increase coverage from split limit to combined limit, single limit coverage and save clients money. If you want an apples to apples comparison, be prepared. The Canopy Group's apples are much bigger and better than the competition. To make sure you're getting the best insurance, call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Huckleberry Finn, then there was that Huck's running buddy, a black fella, tall. His name's on the tip of my tongue. It begins with an N. No, no, no. It's an N. No, 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 Please stop, please stop. What in the... Burt Reynolds, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not my name. Oh, 
All right. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. I uh, had to pick up my podium from the, from the grass. Well, you're not late. You weren't invited. I'd like to solve the puzzle, Alice. This isn't Wheel of Fortune. <clears throat> Who is Andre the Giant? <laughs> is that an answer to a question? <clears throat> no, I was just wondering, uh, just wondering who is Andre the Giant. Oh, God. Uh, Norm. That, that was, was the best. Saturday Night Live bit. The 40th anniversary. Yeah. That was the best bit of the whole, and the whole show I thought was pretty good. That was the best bit of the whole night. You realize we have a state emergency, don't you? What's that? The oh. drought could mean a shortened and muted fall color season. No leaf peeping? Oh, well, again, that comes to you, so you don't really have to go anywhere. <laughs> right. So you could let the muted fall colors come to you. It would be no I different suppose. than you went up to Duluth. But what if I blink? Are they going to go by me? That's going to be a shorter season because uh, the trees are shredding excess leaves. Uh, because they're stressed for water. Ah. So trying to do Norm MacDonald here. Yeah, you are. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it. <laughs> That's one of the mechanisms they, they use to... Because the light was on. To conserve the water. On. And, and the, what on. they'll do, uh, John, is shed extra leaves. His best appearances were when he was on with Conan. Because Conan knew how to yeah. not only set him yeah. up, but knew how to stay out of his way. We have some leaf burning too, uh, where you where you get where you get uh, what are they? Those are they're patches on the leaf. That, you've got the pacing down. You've well, got the pacing. Won't change color. And uh, but again, I I've said uh, if you just wait, this comes to you. This yeah. is uh, the only event in nature. It you know comes right to your own window. Really, you don't even have to. Have a driver. You can just have good fall leaves. Uh, they happen when we have sunny days and rain and, and cooler, cooler overnight. It's, but right now it's moldy and uh, muted. Oh my goodness, Kenny! Yeah, there's a video on YouTube called "The 100 Best Minutes of Norm Macdonald." Guess yeah. what I'm doing when we're done with the show for 100 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I just found Sports Show with Norm MacDonald on Amazon, but you have to buy each episode. Every episode is on YouTube, Kenny. Every one of them. Oh, all nine. oh all nine. fantastic. Great, great. They're only 21 minutes. Yeah. How about this one? One year ago, he had a video called... I don't even, can I say this? Yeah, no, I can say No, 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 I can you, say this. You can't. You can't. That, well, the headline of the video, the headline of the video, because he would yeah. do these series of little mini clips, and the title is just called, A Racist, A Homophobe, and A Holocaust Denier Walks Into a Bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will definitely be watching that as well. You know what? If you feel like you have to monitor your employees the way I have to monitor Reavers and Kenny, think, think how easy that would be in a uh, in a reasonable situation, like one of the one-story eight buildings of the Center Point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. Eight building on rolling campus. Mm. I forgot. To pluralize both words. Yes, it's you did. Eight buildings. On, no, uh, see, now you're trying to do the center point ad as Norm. No, I'm trying to do it as... I'm just I, watching Norm. Well, I'm trying to do for center point. 
It's in Mendota Heights. It's conveniently located to the airport, convenient to highways 55, 62, 494, and 694, and it really is a park-like setting surrounded by trees and close to walking trails and bike trails and great lunch spots, free parking right out front of your building for safe and easy access. Forget about that downtown congestion. No waits for elevators. They're all single-story space. Uh, the office spaces are all customizable, so you can get exactly what you want. They have wave air purification systems in the buildings, your own bathroom, of course. And uh, I just think the parking alone would be a great incentive. You can find out much more at Escape to Mendota. That's one word, escapetomendota.com. Only. Only? Only. Because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. On this day... In 1871, this day, September 14th. Today. Newspaper editor, why don't you wait till after the show I, before you go on your Norm MacDonald just, feast? Uh, just <laughs> shut, it, shut it down, Joe. Come on. Newspaper editor Horace Greeley gave the principal address at Hennepin County Agricultural Fair held in Minneapolis. In his speech, he advocates federal and state regulations for the protection of farmers. And on this day... In 1996, the first North Shore Inline Marathon was held in Duluth. Inline skates or rollerblades are a Minnesota creation. Scott and Brennan Olson designed them so hockey players could practice when there was no ice. Thank you, GLers. Thank you. Thank you. And rest in peace, Norm McDonald. Yeah, thank you, Norm. Mm-hmm. GLers, um, before you binge watch a bunch of Norm McDonald clips on YouTube, like all the four of us are going to later today, please do us a favor and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. We would very much appreciate that. And also, don't forget to download the PodMN app. And when you do that, you get connected to, to more episodes of not only Garage Logic, but Krabby Coffee. Sorry, news from the Krabby Coffee Shop with Kenny Olson and John Height. The Weekly Scramble with myself and Mike Frataloni. Dawn. Oh, sorry, and Dawn Dawn McLean. I apologize for that, Dawn. Or what does Joe call her? Joy. Joy. Wells. Joy Joy Wells. Wells. Yeah. Joy Wells. We'll catch you tomorrow. that time of the program once again where we pick up that phone and make that call to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And that's exactly what you should do today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you do so just like I did by calling 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you get Josh and you also get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, big event today. Apple is introducing their new iPhone 13 plus a new watch, probably a new iPad products they're going to add to that. Apple has been a longtime favorite and very big position of mine and my clients. Some people accuse me of only talking about Apple. Apple has definitely been expanded into medical technology via both their iPhone and their iWatch. I've got to tell you, I love my iWatch, particularly for the health and fitness features, not to mention I have a cellular plan, which allows me to be like Dick Tracy and call people on the phone. And there's also a little walkie-talkie feature in it. Love the stock. And I have a $100 price target on the stock, currently trading at $150, down off the high. Typically, after big event, Apple stock does sell off on a, we'll call it a buy-the-rumor, sell-the-news 
situation, but we are entering into a typically strong period for Apple sales, and that has uh, usually corresponded with some reasonable uh, price move. Apple still very strong financially, and I do believe will continue to get stronger financially. I do realize that last week Apple faced some question marks as the uh, stock sold off on a legal opinion, where Apple won nine of ten points, but many in the market tended to focus on the one point that they lost to Epic Games that could result in some changes to the way Apple operates their app store. Revenue might impact Apple negatively, not even uh, 1%. That could also open up some other opportunities for Apple. The big thing from this lawsuit, at least in my estimation, was Apple did not violate Sherman Antitrust Act, meaning they're not a monopolist. Product announcement comes uh, early this afternoon and should be very interesting. On another front, another favorite company, Amazon, continues to power ahead. Amazon today got a price target increase from one banking concern to $4,700 a share, primarily on the strength of their fulfillment division. And Amazon also plans to hire an additional 125,000 people at an average minimum wage of $18 an hour. And that doesn't count any of the other benefits that employees can take advantage of, including the ability to get a free college education. So that is another plus. Amazon has got many strengths, whether it be in their retail, and Amazon might be accused of being a monopolist in their retail business, but they're about 1% of all retail worldwide. You know, an 8% market share, Amazon is still dominant player in online retail. I have a five thousand dollar price target on Amazon. One aside, the stock market could continue to be fairly volatile for the balance of the month on more an absence of news, at least coming from companies until the end of the quarter. Uh, this week, we have a big options expiration date, which adds some volatility. It's also part of the, and there's still concerns as the Fed still has a meeting to go in the next week about what is the Fed going to do with interest rates and how are they going to deal with inflation? Positive. The CPI number came in below expectations the month of August, and the bulk of the inflation was caused by an increase in energy prices. It's been a big increase in energy prices as the current administration has made a big push to cut energy production here in the United States, but allow energy production overseas to increase. Very good. GLers, you heard him. Pick up that phone and make that call today in these volatile times. 952-925-5608. That's the number for Josh Arnold for that free 48-minute financial consultation. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time in the chat. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thanks. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.